Hello, and welcome to Shelf Confidence, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association that focuses on trends and innovations in the food and beverage retail industries. I'm Liz Kemery, your host, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Frank Lord, who is a vertical leader for BFC Solutions. BFC Solutions joined PFMA as a new associate member this spring, and today we're going to be talking about preventative maintenance that can help your business achieve its sustainability goals. Hey, Frank, how are you today? I'm good, Liz. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to talk with you here. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Can you share a little bit more about your responsibilities at BFC? Sure. So BFC probably isn't a household name that you've heard of, but we've been in the preventative maintenance space for over 60 years. So we have been working in many different verticals and selling to national customers, regional customers, everybody in between, helping them with their preventative maintenance needs. My new role, and we kind of rolled this out earlier this year, is to have vertical specialists because we realize that all of our customers are a little bit different and have different needs. Um, So we have four main vertical leaders. I'm over the convenience store space. We also have one for grocery, one for retail, and then another one for restaurants. So we have experts in the field ready to kind of answer any questions and just kind of match you up with the right service and the right things and let you know what's going on in the fun world of preventative maintenance. That's awesome. And that's really nice to have that specialty. I imagine that it just gives you and your customers just that much more of an opportunity to get to know each other and to have a relationship that makes sense and understand each other's needs. Everybody wants one phone call to make to one person to get this challenge done. So we kind of leaned into that, created these leaders, and now, you know, everybody gets one dedicated person, which is great. That's awesome. So now we're talking about preventative maintenance. So that's ways that your company can regularly check the maintenance of its equipment, make sure that it stays ahead of having any future issues or problems. So what are some examples that you can give of the work that BFC covers um, generally and then, you know, in your line with convenience stores? So it all started with the Pleat Link filter. Um, That is like our patented brand of filters that we brought to the marketplace. And basically what we did was in, in HVAC systems, the traditional way to do it is you get a box filter, you you get your size, you slide them in, and in between the filters is a place for things to get, get through. And the biggest job of a filter is to make sure nothing gets through. We're kind of like the bouncer at the door. So we have a, a solid filter system that protects your coil, protects your equipment, makes sure that everything is, is good there. So that's kind of how we got started. And then from there, we realized, okay, well, we have a service team. They're outperforming service at every single location that we go to, usually on a quarterly basis. What else can we do while we're there? So we got into coil cleaning. We got into belt changes. Then we kind of went inside off the roof and inside the building. So we can do like vent cleanings on the ceilings. We can do refrigeration cleanings because they're kind of set up the same way as an HVAC unit. So clean the coil, clean the fans, and do all the preventative maintenance there. And now we're kind of getting even to more spaces. So the, the one of the big reasons why we have this vertical team is because customers come to us and say, hey, you're here. What else can you do? So now we've gotten into doing filter changes on fryers and cleaning out ice bins and even doing power washing. So we're kind of like a one-stop shop for preventative maintenance. And we're able to kind of partner and build a program specific to whatever it is that your needs are. That's pretty amazing. And it's such a, a great opportunity to address some of those things that uh, I think nobody really wants to have to deal with or you know plan for. But I mean, man, does it make a huge difference when you get ahead of it? A manager at a store, they walk in, 
there's my people here. They turn on the lights. They assume everything's going to work. And, you know, they kind of forget like, oh, yeah, these are machines. Maybe there's something broken. Maybe there's something stuck in one. You know, the, the, all the things that can go wrong, they tend to go wrong on that day where <laughs> oh, it's yeah. 110 degrees outside or just something. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you sort of, yeah, you take for granted that everything's just going to start the way that it's supposed to. <laughs> yep, exactly. So one thing that I noticed that you guys stressed on your website is that you are 100% performing your own work. So, you know, what does that mean to BFC and, and what does that mean to the services that you provide? So what that means is that all of the techs that will be coming to your building to do service are paid for and owned or not owned, but perform the service on behalf of BFC. Like there are employees, they're accountable to us. That means that if something goes wrong at your store, you call me. I call our tech and say, hey, what happened at the store? He tells us, and then we get it fixed. So not only do we have kind of me as your liaison, but there's a regional team that oversees all of our service techs nationwide. And there's a quality team. So they're kind of going back and checking everybody's work to make sure that they're trained well. If there's any kind of lapse in training, then we can make sure that they uh, they get the training that they need. So then the job is done correctly the first time. What that means for our customers is it's one phone call, right? That we don't have to call and then say, oh, okay, we'll check with the company that did the work at your location, which is a lot of times what happens in our space. Yeah. We can actually kind of control that, um, which really sets us apart from a lot of the vendors that do that kind of work. Yeah, that's a huge plus for customer satisfaction because having to do that where, you know, somebody has got a subcontractor and they're like, well, it's not our responsibility. And then it just, it's more phone calls, more frustration. So that's fantastic because it just, like you guys said, you just take care of it uh, right from the beginning with the people who are on your team. Yeah, there's nothing worse than when you call somebody to get an answer and then you say, oh, hold on, I got to go call somebody else for the answer. You're like, oh no, like, right. what's happening here? <laughs> So now, you know, preventative maintenance, and of course, we're talking about how when when you walk in, you, you want things to work, you want them to run well, you want you don't want to have to worry about walking in on that 100 degree day and turning it on and, and realizing that nothing's going to click for you that morning. You know, it's something that you have you have to get ahead of. And of course, you've got to work to schedule those services and pay for those services. But in the long term, preventative maintenance is a cost savings and it's improved efficiency for your business. Right. So can you kind of explain why not waiting until it's broken? You know, taking care of something on, on a regular basis is going to give you uh, efficiency and cost savings overall. The convenience store space and the grocery store space, those two in particular, one of their biggest costs is energy. They have refrigeration, they have large footprint stores, so they have to cool down or heat a very large building in most cases. And in the convenience store side, it's they're open 24 hours, right? There is no off time. People can go in there at any time and expect the same experience at three o'clock in the morning as they do at three o'clock in the afternoon. So making sure that all of your equipment is running efficiently, not just you know running. Uh, are the coils clean? Is the motor working harder than it needs to? Those are all things that put a drain on energy and that over time can increase your cost if you're not kind of getting ahead of that, staying on, on top of those things. I think of it like a car, right? We all drive a car or a bus to work. A lot of times, you know, we know that the preventative maintenance that we do, if we change the oil, we're going to get a better gas mileage out of our cars. No different for your HVAC systems, your refrigeration. The more that we take care of it, the better it's going to perform for us. And then we're going to get more out of it. And then from a long-term perspective, the more that we can protect these investments, these are assets in our stores, 
the, the more we take care of them on the front end, the longer that they're going to last. So you get more life out of it. So you have less capital spend to have to replace these units in stores. You can just kind of keep them going longer and get more bang for your buck. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, this question is sort of a, it depends. It depends on on who your customer is. You know, thinking about, again, you know, planning ahead, making sure you're taking th- care of things regularly. How do you guys work with your customers? I mean, is it something like, do you do quarterly checks? Is it, does it depend on who it is? Is it like you want to take care of a certain problem and then you check for other things? How do you get ahead of those things and stay on a schedule? Absolutely. We, you know, we kind of start with like a quarterly service. That's nine times out of 10. That's what a manufacturer of an HVAC unit is going to say. That's the preferred maintenance plan, right? Just like changing your oil every 3000 miles, same kind of a thing. From there though, you know, your environment has a big toll on what is needed, right? Like, so if you're in an area that has a lot of cottonwood or you're in an area that has, maybe it's a coastal issue where you're getting different kinds of debris and things like that. Um, you're going to want to have filters changed according to the area. I know like in California with the wildfires and things like that, we're doing filter changes monthly just because there's way more debris and ash and stuff in the, in the, the system and in the atmosphere that's being filtered through that you need those more frequent changes. So we can kind of build it out to whatever it is that your store, your climate you need to kind of meet you where you are. Okay. That makes sense. Are there certain things that you see like in in our area in Pennsylvania that people need to be more aware of? Like you mentioned that the issue in California, what are some of the things that come up in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, I mean, I always think of the shore, right? (laughs) Especially this time of year. So a lot of our stores, you know, they're in Pennsylvania, but they're also down like the Jersey shore, Maryland shore, things like that. So you're just going to have a little bit more kind of humidity, a little more kind of temperature changes, things like that. And, you know, that sea salt air, of course, Mm, wreaks havoc on all of our equipment and things like that. So (laughs) yeah, that's one thing to look out for, you know, in stores in our, in that marketplace. Okay, great. Uh, Something that BFC does is it partners with vendors that uh, offer green products. And so, you know, when we're talking about this preventative maintenance and we're talking about being more sustainable, you know, another, another part of that is working with partners who can provide greener products for use, you know, in this, in this service. So how does that come into play with the services that you provide and, and your customers? It seems like today, every single company has some kind of green goal that they want to make. You know, 2030, we need to reduce carbon output. You know, and we've all done the straws and we've done packaging and things like that, which is great. But I think now to really get to the top level of our goals, because they're pretty aggressive in some areas, we need to start demanding that from every part of the business that does business with us, not just, you know, these little things that we can do on the the supply side. So for us, that means, you know, we went to our media manufacturer, made sure that that's a recyclable material. Number two is we don't have any cardboard in our filters. So a traditional box filter is going to be kind of have a cardboard frame, cardboard on the inside, outside, and they're going to ship in big cardboard boxes. So if you have a store that maybe needs 10 filters, you're going to get a big carton of you know, 20 by 20 filters, that's going to take up space in your warehouse. It's going to take up space on a truck. Ours are all shipped in a bag. So there is no cardboard. So everything gets bagged. We can ship in bulk because of that. And so we take a lot of cardboard out of the space. And uh, we have a national customer that has locations all over the country. We were able to pull 24 tons of cardboard out of their supply chain just by switching from box filters to us. So it was a tremendous amount of waste 
being pulled out of that uh, space. And the other thing that we do is, you know, because we have a nationwide workforce, we have trucks all over the country. So we invested heavily in a routing system. So then we're not crisscrossing cities to make stops. We're making sure that it's the most optimal flow. Mm-hmm. This way, every day we're getting as much gas mileage and, and time mileage out of our, our tax. So then we're saving money that way and saving gas and natural resources through route optimization. And again, like you said, I mean, it's something that we've seen as it should be, I feel like at this point, you know, companies are just uh, increasing their sustainability goals. Um, They have to, we need to at this point. And so you're seeing these much higher level goals and aspirations to meet the sustainability numbers. Um, So to know that that the services that you're working with outside of your business, but are still impacting your business. Are also doing the same thing. That's a home run because it just works well for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely, and like let's face it, if we can get more life out of our refrigerators and our air conditioners and our equipment, that's less of them going to the landfill as well. So it, there's a lot of trickle down effect. You know, when you t- bring on a preventative maintenance and really look at preventative mm-hmm. maintenance from a green perspective rather than just oh we have to keep our equipment up and running. Can you give an example, whether it's, you know, AC or refrigeration or something like that, where if somebody's working with you and gets that quarterly service, like how much more life can they get out of their equipment? I mean, depending on, you know, the operation and the environment and all that, it's going to vary. But we've seen anywhere from two to five years extended life in a unit um, based upon, you know, regular filter changes and making sure that you're kind of up to speed on belts and coil cleaning and really keeping that unit clean and efficient, you're, you're going to get an extended life out of it. That's fantastic. So what are some things beyond BFC coming out and servicing a business uh, on a regular basis? What are some things that businesses should be doing regularly on their own to sort of help you guys out and help themselves out to keep things running the best that they can. You know, so you know, put yourself in the shoes of that manager. You know, he's walking in, he's opening the door, he's saying, okay, do I have, are all my employees here? You know, part of his every day should kind of factor in some time to just walk and do site inspections himself, right? So make sure that there's no like debris hanging out of a vent. Um, that's a good place to start because sometimes that's like a telltale sign that maybe the filter isn't getting everything that it should and you need mm-hmm. to make a change there. Um, taking a look at your refrigeration, seeing, you know, is there dust and things like that in the in the return vent on your refrigerators? Is there buildup and or any kind of condensation on the windows in a refrigerator? Because that could be another sign that it's not cooling or heating properly. So little site checks like that. And if you don't have techs regularly doing service to your building and going up to the roof, pop up there once a quarter just to make sure, you know, no birds have moved in and are living in your HVAC unit. We've seen that before, you know, forests growing on the roof. We've seen that. We had one building that was a retail store that had like a foot of water on the roof. Oh no. Um, And it was basically like a day from caving in the entire roof. Who knows how much that would have cost, but our tech went up, kind of saw it. It was like, Hey, you got standing water on your roof. You need to take care of that. And they were able to pump it off and kind of avoid disaster. So just little site checks go a long way. And a lot of it's just kind of like, Oh yeah, we get through the the regular routine of the day and we kind of don't see these little things that can kind of save us a lot of money in the long run. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, it's. I think that a lot of people 
you know, they think about what's what's going to be the improvement that they can make that's going to wow a customer who walks in or how can they change their display or add a new product or put a fresh coat of paint on, you know, so it's all these like visual things. Uh, and so I feel like that's what gets a lot of time and attention sometimes because it's quick and it's visual and it's, you know, in your face. But like you said, if somebody's roof caves in <laughs> because they're not doing regular check. Um, yeah, the best marketing plan anyway, in the so. world doesn't fix a broken roof. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, yeah. So, I mean, this this is, uh, you know, stuff that certainly can't be let go. And it's it's great to have a company with such a, a long standing uh, good reputation to be able to uh, to take care of those things for you when you're doing all those other those other pieces that are necessary. Do you have a different approach to retailers if you have somebody who's more of like a like an individual or independent retailer versus like a chain store, um, how you work with them and service their their stores? For us, it's it's the same. So we, we don't have dedicated teams for specific customers. We just have a regional team that'll cover like a city and th- they will run routes where they'll be on different roofs all day long, whether it's an independent store owner or a big box store or, you know, a large national chain, they're going to treat all of them exactly the same. For us, the partnership is the same. The service is usually pretty similar in terms of kind of the work that we're being, that's being done. And that allows us to kind of, one, treat everybody the same, but kind of also, you know, getting back to that vertical specialist where what works for one probably works for another, right? So like if there's a grocery store that's having an issue, maybe you're having the same one and we can, our techs will kind of be able to alert you that, hey, I've seen this at this other store. You should know this. This is about to happen or you know, we can kind of share those practices. And the other good thing too, is with our model being nationwide, we're able to kind of expand with our customers. So if you're a smaller business, a regional customer that's growing and moving into a new place, we're already there. So you can just call us up and say, Hey, you service these stores in Pittsburgh. Can you do Philly? And we're like, yep, we're, we can start you next, you know, next month. No problem. Because we're already there. Um, and we have that, we already have that kind of base and we don't have to learn something new in a new city. But we can yeah. kind of help support you that way too. So we were happy to have you guys out at the conference, the PFMA conference in Gettysburg in June. Uh, it was a great opportunity to meet you and get to learn a little bit more about the business. You had a chance to talk to our retailer members from PFMA. What were some of the discussions that you guys had or some questions that came up as you guys interacted? So number one question is, who's BFC and what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, new. <laughs> we're, we're new to the marketplace and, um, you know, we're, we're getting our brand out there. We have a lot of large customers, like I said, a nationwide footprint, um, but we're not that household name. So for us, it was kind of introducing ourselves to the marketplace, introducing ourselves to PFMA and the members um, and kind of talking to them and, and kind of explaining, kind of understanding what they're going through. Right. Right now we have labor shortages costs are through the roof. We're trying to get more done with less resources. So everybody's in the same grind. Like, how do I, you know, I I constantly feel like I'm hiring the same people over and over and over again to do the work. There's got to be a better way, right? So we can kind of show them what that better way is. Hey, let's take these three things off your plate. You'll know that they're done by our team. And then your team can focus on putting out fires and working on bigger projects, you know, so then you can grow your business rather than just react to your business that is going on. So we we had some really good conversations with the members there talking about kind of what they're doing for preventative maintenance, if they have a plan or not, and what that looks like and just kind of where we can fit in and and how we can help. And I like what you said too about not 
being reactive to, but, you know, being on top of things and, and trying to help people out in that way. Because, you know, again, that's not the position that you want to be in. Uh, you want to know that that part is done and that you can focus on your business while somebody else is taking care of the upkeep and the maintenance. So that's awesome. Exactly. Yep. Well, it was really nice getting to know more about you and the business. And clearly, you know, this is something that our members, if they're not doing it, they probably need to be to get them to a spot where, again, they can be more efficient and more sustainable with their equipment. Is there anything that we didn't mention today that you wanted to talk about? No, I think we covered it all. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. We just became a member in May. So we're a new member to the group. We were at Gettysburg. So that was exciting to kind of get face to face and meet some of the members and really looking forward to a, a fun year, getting engaged, talking to members, seeing how we can help and just being an asset to your business and anything that we can do, lean on our expertise, lean on our, our, our model, because I think that we have a lot to offer the members and hopefully we can give some good tips and tricks along the way as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And we can put in the show notes too, you know, contact information for you or a great place to sort of, you know, refer people when they have questions or they want to get in touch and make that easily available with the podcast. Thank you so much. It was nice talking to you and thanks for being a member. You too. Thanks, Liz. Tune in in two weeks as we learn about sustainability efforts and progress in regenerative agriculture with General Mills. If you enjoy Shelf Confidence, please subscribe and share. Thanks for listening.